You are listening to the weekly podcast of Life Change Christian Church. We pray you enjoy today's message. our people and it has gone on far too long. Bishop William Barber II stated it and all over our nation for those who are dealing with inadequate health care marginalized racial injustice living beneath a living wage dying due to policies in place that has been legislated put in laws to keep people from receiving what just ought to be a human right. Bishop Barbara said, as a pastor, I'm tired of doing funerals, saying that it's God's will. When God is even asking, why is it that you're here? But due to policies, systems, racism, injustice, violence, poverty. People's lives are being ebbed away. Somebody 
Nobody's hurting our people, he would say. And it has gone on far too long. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in a crowd. Came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. And he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched me. I want to challenge the church that is found to be in crisis, that has found to be focused on the particular, that has got lost on particulars that they have lost the whole. This particular woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, who was isolated, ostracized, criticized, abused, misused, abused by the system, healthcare system inadequate, marginalized in society, segregated to only live in a certain neighborhood, couldn't just go anywhere she wanted, was judged on her condition, her particular issue, labeled her judged her to the point that even the church of that day kept her out of versus allowing her to be accepted in. They used the law, the very thing that should have given us something as a guidepost to know how to treat, to know how to work with, to know how to Diagnose the condition without making the person feel 
victim or oppressed or marginalized gave them some criterias of how to help but now the very thing the church that should have the manual of how to is now being used as a weapon to keep out to shun to ostracize to criticize to label the sin versus asking the question how did the woman get there in the first place church in crisis the church is in crisis because could it possibly be that we're so in the crowd that we'll judge the particulars just so we could be in the crowd the blood blood the blood kept her the blood kept the church in a crisis and so here it is this woman marginalized ostracized for 12 years looking for help the church couldn't help her because of the law the healthcare system was broken that she spent all she had. She spent everything now where she's in an economic crisis, economic instability. And no one was there to help. Empire taken from her. Put her in a place that wasn't fit to live. Judged her on her <laughs> gender, a woman marginalized. Judged her due to her condition, what she had, what she stated, what she confessed what was obvious and could not change. And so many judged and said, oh, you could jest. How many in our church we could, we say you could jest. You chose, you created, you're allowing, you could do if you jest if you would have come on all of the cliches all of the judgments all of the things that we present for the reason why somebody is the way they are and this woman lived in secrecy lived hopeless helpless lived ostracized and the very ones that could have was so focused on the crowd 
that they could not see the very one that they should have been speaking to. Distracted. Trying to be a part of the in crowd. Trying to be around Jesus. Focus more on being with Jesus than doing what Jesus had stated. Had all the teachings, saw all of the things that Jesus was doing, but yet in a crisis. The noise, the crowd. I wanna to say to the church, don't get lost in the crowd that we become and forget who is in the crowd. If they would have known who was in that crowd, people would have scattered because the thought was if she's unclean and everybody else can get unclean. Oh, where was the church in COVID? Where was the church when Martin Luther King marched and many wasn't with him in the church? Where was the church when it's time to stand up for racial injustice, voting suppression? Where is the church when there is inadequate health care? Where is the church when we're finding in our climate change is taking place and destruction is happening. Where is the church challenging economic and things that are being done in our nation where, as Bishop Barber would say, we can get unleaded gas but can't unlead water and children are drinking poison, living in Places where they can't even eat food insecurities. Come on, somebody. Oh, my gosh. The issues that the church has got lost in the crowd. We see racial injustice happening, and what does the church do? Speaks nothing of it. We see people struggling to make ends meet, working two and three jobs just to try to keep a roof over their head. In one city, I just learned that for a three bedroom, it costs $3,000 to rent. But the church keeps shouting and keep dancing and keep saying what God's gonna do. But who is gonna cry aloud and say, this is injustice. Where so many people are tired and stressed and mental illnesses are on the rise and, and we're seeing violence on the rise and, and we're judging the particulars. Judging people for why they are where they are. Church, I'm going to challenge you. It's time to get out of crisis mode. For if we continue to look at particulars, meaning people's sin, and judging people 
individually for their sin and stating that it is their sin that needs to come to Jesus. And we're going to be in a crisis. For the church has never been called to look at individuals. For the church deals with systems. That's why when Jesus said, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Systems. Oh, I know, I know, the church is trying to do its best. We got food pantries and we're dealing with individual things. But the saying goes, you can give somebody a fish, but he's going to keep coming back. You could even teach somebody to fish where you're helping them to be self-reliant. But somebody else said, but what if the pond is polluted? What if where they're fishing in is sin, keeping them bound, keeping them sick? keeping them in distress, keeping them tied up, keeping them forced to have to medicate the problem. And so we look at the medication as sin, substance abuse, smoking, drinking. If you're like me, you grew up where we looked at what people do as the sin and we judge what they do and then we judge the person and then we say, come to Jesus. Versus dealing with the issue at large that has caused the symptoms of their problem. Oh, I'm, I'm going somewhere. Because church, we got to look broader than what our westernized Christianity has taught us. Just to come to an altar, repent, and think that it's okay. And then... We as a church talk about how many people got saved and how many people joined the church and how, the crowd. Wow. Our families are dying. School systems are failing. Economic systems where not, I don't care how many jobs you work, you still can't catch up. Social upheaval polarized on certain issues fighting even now about gender in schools and sexuality particulars where if we deal with the whole Jesus came to save the world from its sin when we start dealing with the whole stop judging the particular we're gonna get somewhere and so how do we so glad you asked how do we address the whole for God so loved the world that he gave we need to start giving the whole Jesus not focusing on particular sins, not focusing on particular issues, not focusing on particular, but when we start bringing the whole humanity to Jesus, 
praying for the humanity that sin is corrupting that sin is influencing to affect the particulars we're so focused on particulars that we're forgetting what the call of the church is the whole I'm not looking at your sin I'm looking at what Jesus came to do to love you I'm not walking past the person on the side of the road and asking them how did they get there what did they do what sin did they create or have how or what led them to be the one in harm's way the one that is helpless the one that has no hope i could care less i already know i've come to do to show to love to put you back together again i'm not asking you what you did when you did it who you did it with what's your philosophy what's your belief what's your stance where where it does not matter for the church to get out of crisis we have to begin to stop looking at the dangers of what particulars we think is causing the demise and keeping the church in crisis we're gonna have to begin to look at particulars as opportunities for the church to show their love anybody with me today I told you I'm gonna be quick giving you an abbreviated version because I don't want you as the church to get hung up on the hang-ups this woman did not look at the crowd this woman did not get stuck with the crowd and say oh I'm not gonna go oh they're gonna judge me oh they're gonna marginalize me matter of fact her particulars brought her to Jesus in an authentic in a sincere way she was the one that had faith you don't have to judge somebody's particulars folks know what their particulars are stop trying to be in the crowd labeling and judging and critiquing and trying to make the Bible say what it does not say trying to make people Fall in line with what you're thinking. My God, God is big enough that he can have diverse ways of doing. Who are you to judge what God does? I've come to see that God will do things that you least think, least likely expect, least. He'll use a donkey and ass to get somebody's attention. Come on, somebody. He'll put you in a den and shut the lion's mouth and cause people to be amazed at what he can do. He'll cause my God, folks to step up when their lives could be annihilated and speak on behalf of a people and save a nation. He'll use something that you least expect and get a doggone sling and a rock and knock a giant down. Somebody said the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Come on somebody. I want you to stop looking at particulars and judging what you think and how you feel and what you 
and think bigger and know that God can do exceedingly abundantly above anything that you could think or imagine. I'm not here and I'm done because I've been in a place where folks told me to judge sin. I'm not a judge of sin. Who am I to judge sin? Because I am once was a sinner. But I thank God that in my brokenness, when I was bleeding profusely, when nobody had an answer to my remedy, when folks tried to diagnose my problem and said that I needed this or I needed that, when folks said it was done for you, just go on and accept whatever to accept. When I had systems that were fighting against me, educational system against me, my God, economic systems were against me. Criminal justice system was against me. Police systems were against me. Come on, somebody, talk to me. Lived in neighborhoods that was designed, created to be to my demise. When I came, and as the crowd was saying, if you would just do this, and the crowd was saying, you could be part of this if you just do that. But I, with my issues, with my particulars, when they judged my particulars, but I did not allow my particulars to keep me from coming to Jesus. I did not allow the church who said I needed to dress a certain way, act a certain way, think a certain way, keep me from coming to Jesus. I didn't let folks' philosophies and folks' theologies to keep me from coming to Jesus. I didn't allow how I looked and what I said and what I talked, how I talked, keep me from coming to Jesus. I didn't let what folks judged about my background and my family and what was going on keep me from coming to Jesus. But my particulars I saw as an opportunity to come to Jesus. I was broken. I was busted. I was low. I was down. Low self-esteem. Didn't have what others had. But what I've come to see is my particulars was an opportunity for me to get home. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to stop. I know we're way past time, but I'm trying to get something to somebody who might be watching and you feel guilty because of your particulars. You've been judged because of your particulars. You've been put on the back burner because of your particulars. You've been sat down by the church because of your particulars. The church is bleeding with so many particulars they're looking at your particulars and they're so focused on your particulars that is keeping the church from seeing God's opportunities for growth, for development, for change, and for God to show up. Woo! So I'm here to tell somebody, 
start looking at the opportunities. If you do love, if you do mercy, if you do justice, if you do light, if you do peace, if you do standing in the midst of a dark situation and be the light, if you get in a messy situation and have a message in the mess, in your test, and you come out giving a testimony, my God, it'll change this crisis into an opportunity for the church, for the church to get whole and to be healed. Who is the church in this situation? Was it the law? Was it the crowd? May I say to you, it was the woman who was marginalized, criticized, ostracized with the issues of blood, was robbed, mishandled, was abused and misused, but her particulars brought her to Jesus. So I now look at your particulars and you know what I see? I see opportunity. You're broken, in despair, let down, judged, misused, talked about, torn up, from the floor up, but I see something in you. I see opportunity. I see blessings. I see wholeness. I see God's ability to change. Woo! To change. So, with church hurt, you came in broken and got more broken. <laughs> you came for help and the ones who tried to help you just let on you. <laughs> you came to not be judged and got more judged. You came to give God a praise and left out with more attention than you came in with. But I'm here to tell you, I'm here to reveal to you, the church is even in crisis. Cause you got folks who came in with particulars, trying to act like, woo, got a self-righteous spirit, trying to act like they're better than, trying to act like they know more, trying to act like they got it together. But, just hold on a little while, because you gonna see what they even paraded saying they got. They got more issues than even you got. They got more particulars than even you have. But I'm looking for the real church. The church that won't look at particulars, but will say, I've come to see you home. with your labeled self as a Samaritan, with your labeled self 
as one that should not, cannot be. You're the one calling that God uses. Oh, church, let us get our minds brought up. We're so focused on who did it, how they did it, what they did, and what they're from, that we can't get our head out of judgment to look at opportunities all around us. I'm thanking God when I got out the four walls and got around people and heard their stories, saw their pain saw how they got to the place that they've got to due to policies due to judgments due to economic issues due to race due to sexism and classism when i got a chance to get out of the four walls of judging misaligning critiquing and preaching at versus being able to have conversations with folks coming up to me saying why they are where they are who they are why they are and i can show the love of jesus i can march with folks who don't believe like i believe I can have conversations and love somebody that may have a different, different definition of love than I do. Huh. I can stand with those who may see differently than I, but still bring the church, the living God to a situation. Not preaching, but showing, demonstrating. Not a Bible in my hand to say what the Bible says about your lifestyle and about the way you think. None of it, but show the authentic love of God. I had somebody who said, I'm an atheist. I don't believe God. I, I, through, through my history, through my experience, through what happened in my lineage, where my ancestors dealt with oppression, annihilated because of their race. I'm an atheist. And I listened to the story. I didn't come with no prejudgment. I didn't come with what the Bible says. I didn't come with trying to force somebody to think different. That was his experience. But what did I do? I listened. I had compassion. I was able to try to envision my, his situation and say, how would I feel? What would I think? with that the love of God see I say God he wouldn't but see stop allowing what people say to stop you and trying to have you put up like some fight to make them think the way 
it. Stop it. And just if you know what you know, you don't have to try to convince somebody and force somebody and stop it. And be who God's called for you to be. And I showed love. I listened. And I said, oh, my God. Then I said, wow, I could understand why you could see God or not see God or come to where you And my God, he was shocked that I could agree with his stance. Although I agreed with the stance doesn't mean that that caused me to change my stance. See, we got to, we've got to think bigger. Get out of the box. We're not gonna see nobody change. You looking for folks to come in? They're not coming in. If you stand in judgment and stand critical and stand because maybe you have some insecurities of what you believe. Or you've been preached to and now you don't even know what you believe. And so you put up a defense that anything that comes close to challenging that, you start questioning and you gotta put up a fight. Oh. Come on, I'm trying to stop Holy Spirit. You're pulling it out of me. Woo! And so I listen. My God, I befriended the person, an atheist and a believer, joining hands together, coming on common grounds with what we can come on common grounds with, standing for what we can agree with, there's more that we can agree with than there's more than less we can agree on. That's the problem with our nation. That's the problem in our churches. That's the problem with relationships because we look so polarized on trying to make a stance of what we believe versus what at least can we agree on and stop right there. Months went by, maybe a year went by, we was fighting on an issue, fighting for that marginalized and fighting for that one that's been oppressed and fighting for that one who's been stigmatized and fighting for that one who's been judged on particulars. And there was a statement that had to be made. And as I was to read it, the person who was not a believer of God, said, I know what you believe. And I even added this, and they put something that they said they don't believe and acknowledge the belief in. Come on, y'all. Church, we're in a crisis. And it's time for us to stop looking at particulars that is keeping the church in a crisis and start doing what the Bible says. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. Could it be that we have an issues with loving ourselves that we can't love our neighbor? But how can you love God who you don't see if you can't love your neighbor who you do see? Oh, I got more. I hope this has blessed you. I hope this has enriched you. Wherever you are in the world, it's time for us to address the crisis. And either we're going to see it as a danger or, church, you're going to begin to see it as an opportunity. I'm seeing this as an opportunity. And I believe lives are going to be changed all around the world. How about you? Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you this afternoon for wherever folks are. 
that you will transform their mind, that you will renew their mind, that you will begin to look, have them look at the text and see that you are a God that deals with injustice, deals with oppression, deals with the marginalized, deal with the salvation as a whole. My God and Father, help us to get out of judging and maligning and looking at people as sin and look at the systems and look at the world that is creating us to live and to operate in particulars. And Father, I thank you that as you set whoo, folks free, as you deal with the principalities, the wickedness and rulers in high places, as the church addresses the real issues and stop getting stuck on the particulars that my God, the world will come. Children, families, systems will be transformed to the honor and glory of you. Somebody's hurting our people and it's gone on far too long. Lord, help the church to stop bleeding, trying to be in the in crowd, bleeding, trying to use the law, the word of God to weaponize the particulars. And Lord, use us so that somebody can touch you. The question can be asked, who touched the church? Church can respond and see themselves whole. Walk in his holiness and you do likewise to that one who is in the crowd. Come on now. Will you do it? I know you will. We'll see you next week right here at Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.